Hello, and welcome to Monco on the Move podcast. I'm Molly Hafner, Director of Marketing at Montgomery County Community College. And I'm Jared Brown, Assistant Dean of Academic Affairs at Monco's Pottstown campus. So today is a special day on the podcast, Jared. Sure is. Sure is. We are going to be taking a virtual trip across the pond, the proverbial pond, to talk to our guest. Can't we make it real life, though? Can't we just (laughs) go over there? Can we just get on a plane and and head over? That sounds good. Yeah, so our guest is Victoria Reeser, who is a graduate from Monco in 2016, and she just completed her master's degree from the University of Cambridge in the United Kingdom. She also holds a degree from the University of Pennsylvania. We're looking forward to chatting with her. Wow. Um, Yeah, like how you said Cambridge. Did you like that? It's very official. Okay, good. Yes. So Victoria did something pretty awesome after earning her last degree from Cambridge. She went online and thanked her professors here at Monco for helping her get there. Amazing. Amazing. So she wants to talk to us about how the community college helped her achieve her dreams and what it took to make these dreams a reality. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Should be good. We'll cover that and more when the Monco on the Move podcast continues right after this. Ah, it's such a nice day. I'm happy to be outside. Ah, what is that smell? It's my neighbor's stinky cigar. Why are you smoking that stinky cigar? I like my stinky cigar. Yeah. You know smoking is bad and I don't want to smell it. Yeah. I guess you're right. Smoking is a highly addictive habit that can easily become a lifelong addiction and can cause long-term health problems for you and those around you. And it stinks. Stop smoking. Welcome back to Monco on the Move. I am Molly Hafner. Our guest today, calling in via Zoom all the way from the UK, United Kingdom, is Monco alum Victoria Reeser. Hey, Victoria. Hi, hello, Molly. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. We're so excited to have you here. Um, So congratulations on your degree from the University of Cambridge. I wanted to start with your LinkedIn post that you recently posted uh, thanking your professors here at Monco for your help to get you where you are now. Can you just tell us about, I mean, give us a little bit of your background on, on your degree and then what inspired you to post that and say thank you to the Monco faculty? Yeah, so I just completed a master's degree, a master's of philosophy, Cambridge and Development Studies, which um, is sort of a take on international development, but was a bit more interdisciplinary, focused on sort of the socioeconomic side of development. And so for me, that was largely like natural resource management and sort of understanding the socio-political decisions that have an effect on how groups manage their resources, like land and water and forests, for example. And so graduating Cambridge, I was like thinking, looking back at sort of what I learned during my time there and a comment that like always stood out to me from one of my professors during class as we were having a conversation about sort of like the purpose of why we study development and he said that we should be bridges between essentially like the people who do not have access to resources versus the people who do and instead of it being like an us versus them thing to be the middle ground and initially when he said this actually I got rather peeved (laughs) because 
because international development as a, as a field, as an academic study, is not populated by people who didn't come from at least a middle class background. Like statistically, I've yet to meet one person. But I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are. I would love to meet them. But so I was sitting there thinking, no, you can't be a bridge if you've never been to the other side, right? And so instead of being upset about that, I thought, okay, well, I have been. So why not be a bridge, right? And so when I when I graduated and I was like, okay, everyone's making their little LinkedIn post about it. What do I really want to say? And that popped into my head as a good purpose, I think, to give it because I would like to be a bridge in that sense. And so I thought by stating, hey, you can go from community college and graduate Cambridge, that I was fulfilling that to a degree. Got it. And that's so interesting because I'm just thinking of, you know, all the opportunities out there in the world. And so many of our students, some of our students, they'll go right into a job from here and some will go on to a four-year school. But I think you are a unique example of somebody who is like using Monco as a catapult and being that bridge, even whether you whether you're forming the bridge or being the bridge, right? But you're you know even going on and going into that extended degree, which is really cool. Tell us a little bit about that post. What was the the comment that you made on LinkedIn? I think I think what I I said if I remember correctly uh, was essentially that I was really thankful to the professors at, at Monco for essentially believing in me and giving me the information I needed to start the journey towards graduating from Cambridge. Um, it, how do I feel like I left Monco, but Monco didn't leave me, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a great segue into some questions that I have. And I, as I reflect as an educator, I think part of higher education is to provoke thought and to provoke new ideas and concepts and new theories and practices to better who we are as humans. And, you know, we all have to start somewhere. And so you grew up in the Hatfield area and you were homeschooled. And how did you stumble upon Montgomery County Community College? What attracted you to starting your higher ed career at Monco? So I always knew I wanted to go to college, but like, having been homeschooled, I didn't really understand like the processes of going to a four-year university. And at that time when I was graduating, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. And then additionally, I learned that the government would pay me to go to community college. <laughs> I was like, this is a great equation for me. <laughs> let's, let's go there. I mean, at first, at first, I will admit I wasn't super keen about going because all I knew about community college was sort of the negative stigma about it, where it was like, oh, that's just people who don't have direction or they're poor or blah, 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 not the greatest character, blah, 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 go, as opposed to going to a big four-year university, which I now realize is just a big marketing scheme. Um, <laughs> when I, when I, I first was like, okay, we'll figure it out from here, but I'm not super happy about it. I did grow to like it very quickly, though, I will say. <laughs> well, and I think the the socialization aspect for you probably, I, I would imagine being homeschooled and then, you know, being in a classroom with other peers and perspectives and ideas was probably exciting, but also how do I navigate this, right? And so Monco, in my opinion, probably gave you that introduction to that socialization of what higher education does and is like when you're taking classes with your peers. And whether it be virtually or in person, I would say that it really helped set 
set the foundation for you, as you indicated. Oh, 100%. I mean, higher education is, is life changing for everybody if you let it be. But imagine that you were homeschooled first and then went into it. Yeah, um, it'd be a transition. Sort of, like, <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I would say that like my two years at Monco basically gave me both like the space and opportunity to let me think, okay, what is it that I want to do? What is it that is available for me to do? Because I didn't know that. And of course, gave me like the academic background and rigor that like encouraged me to keep pursuing it. Like I I loved it so much that I remember I like really wanted to become a professor. (laughs) (laughs) Now a little bit less so, but back then, like that was my goal. I was like, I love university. Like I love academics Mm. and I do. I absolutely love academics. Well, your background shows that for sure. (laughs) And and it seems like here at Monco too, you were involved, right? You got your, you know, you were involved in the archaeology, anthropology club, secretary of PTK. How was that experience? And that was, that was so much fun. Honestly, that was sort of my experience to getting to like broaden learning into outside of the classroom, but also gave me a space to like meet people my age who were in like either very similar or different circumstances. I found I belong really well with a lot of the veterans I met at Monco, which kind of surprised me because I really didn't know that I would, but we both came from like untraditional backgrounds and then we're going to Monco. And so we tended to get along. So Victoria, was your goal, I know you from here you went to, Um, University of Penn, right? And was your goal always to go to an Ivy League university when you applied to Penn? What was that that journey like? No, uh, largely because I didn't really think it was a possibility. One of those just like, you know, you, your type of person doesn't go and do that, right? Mm. That that sort of mentality. I did always have like a dream since I was little to go to Oxford, but that was again, like sort of one of those pipe dream things. It really wasn't until one of my professors was like, oh, you're applying to Penn, right? I even thought about it. And, and so being a Penn student, what, what were some things that you experienced while enrolled at Penn and some of the challenges you maybe faced or some of the, the experiences that you had that really made it different than what you thought? I would say a lot of it was opened so many more doors for me. Community college obviously had a lot more opportunities and resources than I was used to. But like when you go from a community college to an Ivy League with all the connections and networking possibilities and yada yada, your mind kind of explodes a little bit. (laughs) You don't really know what to do with it and so that was a bit of an adjustment was trying to like navigate all of that coming in as a transfer student I would say was not the easiest process yeah and that's Um, that's very common uh, across the board the transition there and what would you say the workload was like for you it was definitely more than at Monco I had mentally prepared myself for that so I could do it it was quite rigorous but it was also a lot of work that let me sort of pursue my own things. It had a little bit, um, the the style at least in the history department was a little bit more like graduate programming where you would do a lot of your own research and you would come to class and you would start talking about sort of general what the base topic was, which sort of let class go in a million different ways, which was amazing. And then you graduated summa cum laude from Penn, right? And um, then how did you, how did you, 
come across uh, Cambridge, especially since I heard you say that you were interested in Oxford? So right when I was graduating Penn, like very last semester, I finally realized that I did want to, to work in international development. I had been working for a nonprofit that did sustainable water development. And so I got really interested in it through that. Uh, and it largely explains why my specialization now is like environmental economics. So by the very end of, of university, I decided that was sort of where I wanted to go. And so I applied to Cambridge largely because I was like, well, I can't just apply to the London School of Economics. What if they say no? <laughs> so Cambridge was your fallback school? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was more just like say that I applied to more than one school. I didn't actually think I was going to get it. Oxford had a two-year program, but I wasn't really interested in doing a two-year program. I really just wanted to stick to one because I had already taken a year off in the middle of undergrad. And so, and, and had taken another year to do some work in international development in DC. And so I wasn't really looking to like keep being in school until I was 26. That's great. So what is up next for you? You've completed your degrees. You've navigated probably this journey that six or seven years ago you probably didn't imagine. And now that you've accomplished all this and you've been exposed to different teaching methods and new ideas and perspectives and you've met some of your goals, what's up next for you? What What's on your list? Where, where are you headed? So about an hour ago, I was working on my application to stay in the UK for another couple of years. All right. So that is, that is the current goal is, is to keep living here in London. London. Uh, my husband and I really like it here. We feel very comfortable. I recently just accepted a research position at an environmental economics firm. Uh, so I will be doing research for them. So I'm very excited about that. I also was offered an internship with the UNDP, the sorry, United Nations Development Project in New York. Um, but I turned them down because they don't pay. And if you don't pay, I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great philosophy. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. It's a great philosophy. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Victoria, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. And congratulations on everything that's going on over there. I wish you the best. And I hope that you get to extend your time over in the UK. Um, we're really proud of you. And we're proud of you as one of our alums. So thank you so much for sharing your story. And we have loved having you on the podcast. I would like to give a shout out, too, to our sound recording and music technology student, Evan Healy, who recorded our show today. Yep, and Victoria, it's been a pleasure. And thank you all for listening to Mako on the Move. Check back soon to hear more stories from our Mako family. Until next time, I'm Jared Brown. And I'm Molly Hafner. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for listening to Mako on the Move. Students at Montgomery County Community College working in the sound recording and music technology program record, edit, and produce this podcast. Check out mc3.edu forward slash on the move to listen to our latest episode or download our podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also learn about the latest episodes by following us on social media. Have a guest in mind you think would be great for the podcast? Email Eric Devlin at edevlin at mc3.edu or Diane Van Dyke at dvandyke at mc3.edu. And come back next time to find out more about what's happening at your community college and catch our Montco Momentum.